This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Once upon a time, a beautiful maiden left her home to seek her fortune in a foreign land. Well, where is she? Where is the teacher? Oh! Oh, Mr. President, please don't judge me by this. It's just that it's so dark in this castle. Great for atmosphere, but it's hell for putting on liquid liner. Make her quiet. I heard. This teacher is a loose cannon. Could I possibly get a blanket without a head? My children are growing up in a different world than me. You must help them face a new century. If you've earned 18,000 frequent flyer miles, but it takes 20,000 miles to go from Miami to Scottsdale. I thought you taught science. Teach it? I didn't even pass it. You look lovely, Masha. Yeah, it's controlled top pantyhose. Hold you in like a stuffed sausage. You teach beauty school. Yeah, I want to talk to the hand. Here, I talk last. Yes, who could get a word in edgewise? You do it again! This woman would destroy the country. A little bit of radish. And look what you got. Lucille Ball. Ooh. <laughs> this is the only job you can get yourself. Do I not intimidate you at all? Is one of your sideburns shorter than the other? You don't have to be a tyrant to have people follow you. Would you just trust me? You know, Sonny Bono shaved off his mustache, and now he's a congressman. What does he do? He's saying hello. Hello. Paramount Pictures proudly presents... You better be careful. A girl could get used to this. It's like she has put a spell on you. Fran Drescher. You remember what I told you? Boys would like me for what I am. A princess, princess with a great big dowry. Timothy Dalton. Talk to the hand. <laughs> Isn't that cute? I love that. The beautician and the beast. I always wanted to do that. Hello and welcome to Smash Pod Royale, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate, or you know just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. 
This week we'll be heading to Slovetsia. I've probably said that wrong. Slovetsia. Whatever. To learn about hair, makeup, shoes, and how to be a better man. Yes, it's Beautician and the Beast. And joining me to talk to the hand is actor, <laughs> comedian, scarer of my son, and co-host of Bitchin Podcast, Tilly Steele. Oh, hello. Thanks hello. for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing? You were in a Doctor Who episode that scared my son. Oh, yeah. I should have guessed that. I should yeah. have guessed that. He was really it wasn't with me. me personally, though. I was, no. I was the goody. You were the there episode. when it happened, though, the bit that scared him. When the, oh, when which the, bit? The bit where the, the zombie came out of the grave. Oh, yeah, it's creepy, isn't it? Yeah, my son was really... I, I was trying to get him into Doctor Who, and, and the, he, this right. was the first series he was with, that the first Jodie one. And then yeah. from then on, he said, I'm not watching it again, so... Oh, how old is he? Oh, well, he's nine now. Oh, all right, so He was probably about seven at the time. Was it too spooky for him? Too spooky. Oh, is he sensitive? Yeah. Yeah, I was a sensitive kid growing up. I didn't like anything scary or... I still don't, to be honest. And there Unless you are. Unless it's got jokes in it. Yeah, there you are, <laughs> scary I children. I know, it's come full circle. Oh. Anyone would think you're a beautician. Or maybe a beast. I'm definitely a beast. Okay, good, good. So, <laughs> off air, you said you hadn't seen this before. No, it's not even something that I'd heard of before. I'd, I'd heard of Fran Drescher. Yeah. Um as a kind of cultural comedy figure, but I I had never seen anything with her in. No, um, I, I remember her being in The Nanny. That was the big uh, sitcom she was in. Yeah, I'm quite curious to watch that, actually, because it was clearly a massive success to have propelled her into having this big film. Yeah. But well, I, th- I really hope The Nanny is better than what you made me watch. <laughs> I think it's probably about par, to be honest, because... I remember it being quite annoying because she's got that distinctive laugh, you see. Right, but I guess it's like at least with the TV show, it's only thirty minutes, so I guess you're more forgiving. Yeah, you get some. Whereas I, I gave two hours of my life to this film. Not that I'm doing anything meaningful with my life whatsoever, but yeah. I mean, if this was lockdown, you'd have probably told me to fuck off. Adam. I mean, it wasn't lockdown. Yeah. You probably said, "Fuck you! I'm not watching that." No, I don't have a lot going on. <laughs> Fair enough. But I didn't have a lot going on before lockdown, so no. I'm grateful for the excuse, really. Oh, well, I'm grateful you came on. So there we are. My pleasure. Uh, so this is from the director of Dunstan Checks In. Uh, do, do, I, do I need to know what that is to you, continue? You haven't heard of Dunstan Checks In, the film no. where a, 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 an orangutan causes havoc in a hotel. When was this made? Um, mid-90s. Oh, I'm so young. Mm. This is the thing. I'm just so young. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> I know nothing. You haven't even seen Dunstan Checks In. I'll I'll add it to the list. I mean, if anything, of films I won't watch. If you were doing a timeline of culture, I think it's but Dunstan Checks In is a as a as a real sort of um, point milestone. Milestone, yeah, exactly. I'm going to Google it now. Dunstan Checks In. 1996. There you wow. Go. What were you seven? I was four. Oh, oh it's got Rupert Everett in it. I'll definitely watch it. I love Rupert Everett. Oh, there you go. You'll love that. George from Science. Have you ever Rupert read Everett. his books? Yeah, uh, the first one. Yeah, hmm. uh, Red Carpets and Banana Skins. Hmm. Fucking great. Can I, can I swear on this? Of course you can. Okay. All right. Good to know. It's Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, I'm only allowed to say Fanny. No, don't say that. I forgot to say Okay. <laughs> No, I, I, that would be me losing control. Um, <laughs> now, this film begins with a cartoon. 
It does. At this point, I was like, this might be good. Hmm. No, you were wrong, though. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm frequently wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was a Sleeping Beauty type thing um, where Prince Charming comes in and kisses her awake. But because this, this is like the late 90s or mid to late 90s, obviously the woman has to have... I don't want to get Girl married. Girl power feminism yeah. vibes, yeah. I'm not getting married. I want to do what I want to do. I think that's yeah, fair Yeah, that was, the, that was the, the particular feminism of the time was very... Girl power, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Prince well, Charming was taken aback by this. Yeah, he, he really was. The the cartoon fella. Yeah. Very handsome cartoon fella, though. Well, everyone needs a fantasy, don't they? Oh, yeah. But it turns out, Tilly, that it's a dream. You're joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> uh, I'm glad someone around here is. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a dream. She wakes up in a TV studio, and her job, it would seem, is that she does makeup for people who do TV. And I don't know if the joke here, because she, she she reaches this model who's just sitting there smoking a fag, unconvincingly, I might add, yeah, uh, to do her makeup. Now, is the joke that she's really good at makeup or really bad at makeup? Yeah, see, I don't know, because mm. she just makes her look like it. Well, she just makes her look like her. And she looks like yeah, she looks like Bette Lynch mixed with her. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, not a great look. It's horrible. And then the woman has to go on TV and do the lottery looking like that. Mm. And then we have the scene you have to have if you're a, a, a woman-led film at this point. You have to have her talking to her mum and her mum saying, you should get a boyfriend. Yeah, it's obligatory, right? Yeah. And that you can't go My through... My mum's never told me to get a boyfriend. Really? Yeah. Why not? I think she just knows that it would be a problem mm. for the man. And she has empathy for whoever that would be. Do you have brothers and sisters? I don't know. I'm an only child. Wow. Well, that's good. Are you psychoanalyzing me? <laughs> well, no, I was just thinking that if you had, if you were a sibling of a lot of siblings, then maybe she mm. just you know, doesn't like you as much as the other ones. But, yeah. Quite, no, yeah. that's the, if we, if I did have siblings, then definitely I would be her <laughs> least favorite child. But I, I often think that actually, like, thank fuck there isn't a brother to compare me to because yeah. that would be not ideal. Well, especially during lockdown. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that'd be horrible. Um, yeah, sure. But she, 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 her dad is a a nice dad. He's like, hey, don't listen to him. I'm, I'm a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. Yeah, he's I'm just me. like chilled, isn't he? Yeah, I'm a dreamer. I keep saying it in a, in a sort of weird way. Uh, but she, she makes ends meet by doing a night school teaching makeup to ladies and stereotypical gay men. Yeah. And they're doing a thing where they're putting make they're putting makeup on a dummy's head. Mm-hmm. They're putting lipstick and beauty spots, and she tells that you have to have a beauty spot on the right side, so your cigarette can hang out the left side of your mouth. Not, not something I've ever had to worry about, really. Well, I was going to ask because there's a lot of points in this. You said to me earlier that you, you know, you watched this last week. We were supposed to do this last week, and we didn't. And I said I've made notes because I, I, I wanted to say I want to ask you some questions because you are a lady, and there's a lot news of news to me. Yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of lady-specific moments in this. I want to see if they ring true Okay. for the world of lady. Okay. Because, you know, I'm just a middle-aged man. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to presume. I'm definitely not the spokesperson for world of lady, but I will, I will do my level best. Well, my first question would be, if you were doing a night school for makeup, Yeah. Okay. would you worry a bit if when you got into the room to do your night school for makeup, uh-huh. in the back of the room there were cages full of snakes, ferrets, rats and mice? I guess so, but I suppose if it's like a community college or something, it's probably the same room they use for like science shit. 
Oh, for like vivisection. Yeah. It's a bit worrying. It is a bit. It is a bit weird. And then, I mean, I, I won't skip ahead because you're. But what? when the spoilers, when the fire happens, yeah. the completely fucking random fire. Yeah. That just happens literally just to move the plot along. Yeah. Um. It, and then she saves all the rats, which I assume is meant to make her look, um, empathetic as a mm. character. Yeah. It just makes her look more stupid because why are there all these rats there? Yeah. Are they, are they testing on the rats? What are they? What are they doing with them? Cause I don't know. Like they're doing good things with them. One of them's a snake. Yeah. She puts the snake in her handbag, right? Yeah, and there's I a was joke. Paying attention, so you were, and then she tells the snake, wow. "Don't worry, it's not real snake print; it's vinyl." Mm. Uh, but I want to know: it was the snake there? Do they do makeup on all these animals as well? No, I didn't get that from it. I wanted I to see think. a snake with lipstick. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. That'd be lovely. But yeah, she emerges. I thought it was an animal testing thing. But... I think you're right. I think uh, I think they've got the room after them. They come in mm. and, and you know put perfume in dogs' eyes and that sort of mm, thing. Yeah. Uh, but the, the gentleman from the press takes a picture of her, and the headline says "Bugs and Bunny Barbecue." That doesn't even work. It doesn't even make any sense. No, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, sure, but Bugs and Bunny Barbecue. There weren't any insects in there. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. No. And so much of this film doesn't make sense. Well, no, here's you another bit. think that... about it for more than one second. <laughs> well, the, the entire film, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's another bit here that doesn't make sense because she's then followed by a car with uh, an actor, Ian McNeese, in there, uh, mm-hmm. who she later calls Ira. Uh, great actor. Great actor. He's in he's, lots and lots he of He really things. is trying his best in this. Mm. I would say he's probably the best actor in the film, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's really giving it something even though it's completely incomprehensible yeah well he thinks i don't know how but he sees that the headline says that she's a teacher and he, he assumes that she's a science teacher based on what does she base it that I, I don't know it's i mean i don't know what i'm angry about a film that was made so long ago and it it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things no but it really if you think about any of the the plot it just doesn't hold up no no the only the only bit that's funny here is that when he stops her in the street she goes to mace him but she picks up her moose yeah and sprays moose all over him quite a good gag actually it was and you know what i'd forgotten about moose yeah but it was a thing in the 90s you really felt like you had to have moose otherwise you weren't doing hair care really yeah but he gets absolutely covered in it like he's been out with some japanese businessmen um and he says to her that he is working on behalf of the president of slovetsia yeah and uh he wants a teacher to come basically with sound the music is what we do yeah sound the music king of i mm. my vibes yeah she originally wanted to call this film the king and oi Ah, like her accent. Yeah, the king and oi. Yeah. It's not funny, is it? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. <laughs> no. But, but it would have worked, because everything else isn't very good either. Mm. Um, but this is where we get the first inst- instance of her saying to someone else, talk to the hand. Talk to the hand, yeah. This was huge in the 90s. It was a big thing, wasn't it? Mm. Well, it wasn't a thing that she started, was oh, it? Oh, no, I don't think no. so. Well, Maybe that's it even was. worse because it's not even like it's her catchphrase, if that's the case. Yeah, no, it's pretty embarrassing, um, particularly later on. 
But then yeah. Ian McNeese says to her, look, we'll give you $40,000. Yeah, so she just immediately agrees, despite like having no idea who this man is or yeah. any indication that she's not about to be trafficked. That's fine. <laughs> it's true. This could have been like the plot of Taken 4. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. This is perspective. I'm giving you the Lady World perspective there. True mm. crime. That's the threat detection. That's yeah. the Lady World perspective. Yeah, that's a really good perspective to have because I don't think about that. I'm a middle-aged man. <laughs> no one's going to kidnap me with the best word in the world. Um, Fingers crossed. I'm more likely to get makeup tested on me than kidnapped. <laughs> um so they arrive, and her mum doesn't want her to go, but she goes anyway. And they yeah. arrive in, in um, Slovetsa. Uh, yeah. And it's quaint, the sheep on the runway. Um, there, it's a very empty little town. There's people crossing out the picture of the president and throwing eggs at their car. Yeah. And it's at this point, he thinks to ask her what she teaches. Um, I mean, it's got to happen for the film to happen. Hmm. But you, they could, they could have come up with something... I was thinking about this. They could have just said it in New York yeah. and had it like a fish out of water thing where the the beast comes to New York and he doesn't fit in and she helps him fit in and like win over someone. Hmm. But instead by putting my making her the fish out of water, it's just in this place which doesn't really exist. Hmm. It's just a bit nothing, really. Well, we know it doesn't exist because when they show the map of Eastern Europe the camera goes right in on this tiny dot and then to mm. sell the gag a magnifying glass pops up mm. and we see that this is a tiny little place in the middle of eastern europe yeah uh but yeah he t- she tells him that she's a she does beauty science and then she starts putting gel in his hair and he basically has a heart attack because he is gonna get in trouble with his boss yeah he's gonna get killed uh he t- tells that boris pachenko is the president and um, he says, look, you know, we'll just have to style it out, basically. That isn't a hair joke. And they go to the president's house. And um, we're introduced to everyone around. And then he says, right, well, you've got an hour to meet the president. So she says, right, we'll get out and I'll, I'll get ready. And yeah. then an hour later, she still isn't ready. And when the president storms in, who's played by Timothy Dalton... Um, who is, she's not very good at getting ready if she can't get ready in an hour it's literally what, her job yeah that's what I was thinking I mean she's still putting on makeup with her hair in colours mm. I'm, I'm not even dressed an hour later procrastination maybe she feels anxious or she feels worried about this new yeah. chapter in her life but we don't get to see any of that mm. it's just glib remarks and yeah. zero vulnerability yeah I mean because I'm very much on the president's side in terms of that the, his, he mm. gets sick very quickly pretty fucking quickly actually of her uh, quick one-liners yeah what does he say he's like make her be quiet or something yeah make her be quiet stop doing <laughs> that thing yeah but he kicks down the door and says i want you to be prompt efficient and dressed in future and then leads her to it but there's a little glint in his eye like oh you're you're different because as we later find out their last teacher was ugly and had breath that smelled like something died and farted in her mouth Oh, God, it's so bad. Yes, it it's is. It's so bad. Yeah. It's really bad when the only chemistry and, like, reason you can think of for two people to be together, the last woman of marriage age that he saw was ugly, yeah. and that's why he fancies you. It's not really... It's not chemistry, is it? Not really, no. No, no. It's, it's basically just saying you're a woman. 
and you're the only <laughs> woman here. You're nearby. <laughs> yeah, that's not my child. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm glad it wasn't Fred West she went and did the teaching with, that's all. Um, yeah. But the next morning, the, the, she's woken up by the children, and now one of them is young and very cute. The mm-hmm. next one up is a teenage girl who's quite sort of dowdy, yeah. I should say. And then the next one up is like a kind of, you know, you're our 16 going on 17 clone from Sound of Music. Yeah. And then you've got a young man who's a bit like a Nazi. Yeah, and a bit pervy as well. A bit pervy. Well, very pervy, actually. Very pervy. Um, and they say, and basically they, they introduce themselves to her and she instantly wins them over with how lovely she is. She even um, kisses the little boy's hands and tells him to stop biting his nails. Yeah. I mean, the, these kids aren't really in the film, though, aren't they? No. Well, the one of them they is a They get introduced, lot. and then it's just like, oh, actually, they can't be asked giving any of these personalities. Mm. So, there yeah. you go. Well, yeah. I mean, there's no point. They haven't got much. No. Uh, but they have breakfast the next morning, and it's hilarious, because we do that thing of, we're in another country, we're not sure of their cultures. So, for breakfast, they have clotted cream and blood sausage. Sounds delicious. I mean, for fuck's sake. i be up for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then uh, the president storms in and is just generally cross and sits at the under end of the table. And of course, because we and she starts talking about how um, when she was young, her dad used to eat so much he'd make his belly button talk. And we've got all this stuff going on. It's just really. She's just being charming, cutesy. Yeah, and he's he's again he's mildly warming to it because he wanted to leave immediately, and he thought, you know what, I might stick around. Yeah, but like, what is his character? Is he a murdering maniac? Well, this is it. Yeah. The reason the the, the Christopher Plummer part works in Sound of Music, really, is because he hates the Nazis. Yeah. But in this one, this guy is a Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) And then by the end, we're supposed to love him. Yeah, and it's not meaningful at all. It's kind of just like, they just went halfway through. Oh, we were lying about him. Yeah. Actually, he's really nice. And he just suddenly decides to be really nice to everyone for no reason. Because you get this weird bit next when she's teaching them where they get the history book and just after the, the eldest kid's perving at her ass, mm. They get the history book and in the history book it's basically saying that the president is, is uh, the, the hero and, and won De- Operation Desert Storm on his own and stuff. And you're just like, well, he just sounds like a fucking maniac. Yeah. It doesn't endear you to him. No. And that's a really... I mean, for a rom-com, it kind of lives and dies on whether you really like the two people who are falling in love. Yeah. Like, they have to be... Even if it's a comedy and everyone's silly and a bit daft, mm. you do have to fundamentally fall in love with both of the characters who are falling in love with each other, otherwise it doesn't work. Yeah. So, you know, a murdering despot wouldn't be my number one choice oh, really? for... No. If you made this and it was he was Saddam Hussein... <laughs> I mean, get... that is essentially what they're doing. Yeah, he's got the moustache... Um, and everyone hates him yeah and he's like committing genocide all over the place and by the end you're supposed to be really happy that he's I don't know how he's got to America but he's travelled to America and yeah I mean we'll get there but um, the, the older girl tells him will we well I hope so I hope so <laughs> I always wanted to do that it's an S-pod thing 
the podcast revisiting S Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's binge watched this, anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly <laughs> truly appalling. Guests helped me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase sex object in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think, do you think this is one of the problems with this show is that seven is too much? It's an S-pod thing from Great Big Owl. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I always wanted to do that. Um, but basically, the, the school lessons are going nowhere. She decides to teach them about frequent flyer miles. Yeah, because that's what she knows the most about I yeah think. it's really exciting uh, it's and thrilling they, scene oh it's just thrilling but then the older girl tells her she wants to have sex a lot yeah the mood. joke being that she thinks the word sex means holding hands and having ice cream yeah that was quite nice actually I didn't mind that joke did you not no I didn't mind that because oh. she's like learnt English and that's quite cute I suppose so uh, she's one of the in, in the context of how awful all the other jokes are. Yeah, no, sure. I mean, there's so many jokes flying around and not landing in this film. I suppose it's you get one. And at least it tells on. you something about who who she is, who her character is. Mm. There's so many lines in this film that are just there for no reason. They don't tell you anything about. Well, she tells her to go and speak to her dad, and that's when we get him shouting "Joy Miller" because her name's Joy Miller. Mm-hmm. And then she has to go and speak to him, and he's fencing. And we ex- yeah. we find out that the, the the boy that his daughter's in love with is like the leader of the rebellion, and uh, you can never oh, be with her. They just haven't earned any of this, have they? No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, and that she's she's due to have a prearranged marriage, mm-hmm. and that that's always been the way it's been. Yeah, and um, that's when she starts wisecracking, and he tells her to stop doing that. And then mm. he, she holds his hand because he's got a cut and the Prime Minister comes in and sees that she's holding his hand and thinks, oh, that's a bit off. And this is when she goes back to her room and the eldest son's in her bed. Yeah, and then he's just... Um, well, it's not good. <laughs> no, it's not. He's, he's sort mm. of half... Shirt's half open and he's like, you know, you want it. 
And then after, yeah. She, yeah, then she kind of judo flips him over onto the floor. And then he says, look, I've always wanted to be a painter or an artist, but my dad would be angry at me. I've always wanted to be a painter or an artist mm. or attack women in their yeah. bedrooms. And I can't decide. Yeah. This hasn't gone well, so I guess I'll be a painter. Yeah. Or all three. I could, well, yeah, I can see that in his future. I can draw you like one of my French women and then chop you up and put you in the fridge. That is his vibe, yeah. It definitely is his vibe. So he's, she's, uh, Joy decides she's going to go on a tour of the town uh, for the, God knows why. So she goes down to the town. For a bit of colour. For bit a of, bit of colour. For the local energy in the film. Yeah. yeah she and goes, all you can think is, God, no. Because no. it's about to get worse. <laughs> it's going to get worse because she goes yeah. down to the town and the eldest daughter is snuck out with her too. Mm-hmm. And she says to her, I know a place we can go. And it's like an underground club. But she's wearing a very 90s shiny shirt. Yeah, I loved that shirt, actually, oh. when I saw it. I was like, I do like that shirt. Yeah. It does that's, look like... Again, that's another lady brain instinct yeah. there. I liked that shirt. Good. I hope someone's noting these down. <laughs> um, but it turns out, not only is this an underground club, but it's where the rebellion people meet. Mm-hmm. And where her boyfriend's giving a speech For about. convenience. For convenience, obviously, yeah. Uh, he's giving a speech about overthrowing the uh, president. And mm-hmm. the secret police come in and take him away. And as Joy grabs her and they leave, it turns out the Prime Minister would followed them there. And they have to go back. And uh, the President tells Joy that she's full of incidents and audacity. Yeah, again, it, it, there's just no... It's just... I was really I was really looking forward to this film. Were you? I thought, yeah, I thought, yeah. what a great excuse to watch a trashy rom-com. And I really feel for them because there is a real absence of any sexual chemistry between them. And yeah. they're both very attractive people. Mm. And it just does not work at all. Especially him. He's really attractive. Yeah, they're just like awkward co-workers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, it's, you're right. It's, yeah, it's bad. That's my analysis. It's bad. But yeah, this is when um, Joy says to him, "You were, you, I was wrong, you were right. And he's like, aha! You were wrong and I was right. This is where he starts warming towards you, see. Because then the next day he thinks, I'll go and watch her teach her class. And that's where he And talks- God bless him God with bless his him. accent. It's all over the place, isn't it? And you know what's really bleak? Mm. His wife was Russian. In real life? Yeah. You think he'd be able to do some kind of bastardized accent, but he just keep bless him. He just keeps slipping out of it. Yeah, I mean, and, when I, he... and I have all the sympathy in the world for him because <laughs> it is really hard. I mean, when he does it right, he does it right. But yeah, every now and then you're like, you're just doing your normal voice there. Yeah, there's so many times where he just says things in RP, and you're oh. like, oh God bless you. In RP, uh, received pronunciation, oh, as we brilliant. call it. In the in the actors game, I like this. I'm gonna make a note of that. Receive pronunciation. Do you? <laughs> yeah, oh, I love actor stuff. Yeah. So when okay, someone yeah, breaks into the normal at drama school, mm. is is RP receive pronunciation? We have classes on how to get rid of our own accents and just, be able to speak. Just humour me. How do, as what do James you? James Bond would. Exactly. They've all had to do that. How would you get mm. rid of your RP then? I would get rid of my own regionality and turn it into receive pronunciation. Oh, sorry. So, how do you how do you iron out your accent? What's the um, tips? Well, I don't really, to be honest. I've never had to do RP hmm. in for an acting job. I've only ever played in my own accent, uh-huh. or uh, I've done 
other regional accents, but I've never had to. I've never had to play anyone posh. I think because I'm not posh, and people don't really see me as that because I'm not it. So people don't necessarily imagine me in that way. So, but yeah, I mean the way you learn at a drama school is um, phonetically. So you learn the phonetic alphabet, and then right. you learn how to go through your scripts and mark them out and um look over the specific vowels and stuff that you have trouble with but to be honest i don't do any of that shit now i just kind of hope for the best unless it was something that i was really struggling with and then you would have an accent coach that would like help you go with it Uh, apparently they did have an accent i was just gonna say yeah Mm. but i do get it because i i know i've done jobs where i've really missed the mark on the accent and Mm. You know, have you ever had was... to do a European accent? No, I haven't. Mm. No, not I have for like auditions and stuff, but I've never had to play it, play it in that accent. Well, and this... it is hard because it's so if it's so far away removed from your own yeah experience, and if it's something that you're not hearing in your day to day life all the time, then I think it is difficult to replicate it. Particularly in this case, because it's a made up country, so it must be really hard to nail an accent that doesn't exist yeah so much effort went into making this film it's and crazy. that's what's really sad about it they invented a language yeah for people did, to speak did, didn't he like invent like what the how it would sound and everything yeah the they, they put guy. together like hungarian and german and something else mm. yeah and uh, for this film they might as well for not this bothered. film they might as well just had people going like speradalia <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean that is how offensive the film is, anyway. To yeah, be honest, true, so. true. I did just swear in Polish, by the way. If anyone did you? Do you I speak did. Polish? No, no. I just know one Polish swear word. Oh, can you teach me it? What is it? Spiridalia. Spiridalia. Yeah. What does that mean? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm so. such a child. <laughs> I know. I know. I always try and work out the worst parts of every uh, language. And just keep those with you. Yeah, it's like the the only German expression I know is um, "Ich habe einen großen Hosenschlager." That means I have a large trouser snake. Yeah. Ah, yeah. okay. So I'd never use it. Obviously, it's just something to keep <laughs> to keep upstairs in case I ever For get sure, kidnapped. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not going to get you're kidnapped. You're ever in now. a James Bond film. Exactly. If they say to us, you know, what's your what's your name and rank? I'll say "Ich habe einen großen Hosenschlager" over and over again. Yeah, until they find me in a river. Yeah, that can be your uh, your spy name. Yeah, Grossenhosenschlanger. <laughs> I could be doing some sort of film. But anyway, um, and that's end of part one of this episode of Smirchpod. We'll be back later in the week with part two. So please stick around. But in the meantime, why not like, subscribe, review, enjoy, share, tell everybody you like. And, you know, why not even buy Thunderbook? Hey, why not? See you next time.
I'm Keza McDonald. And I'm Ellie Gibson. And this is our new show, Extra Life. It's basically us talking to funny people about video games. When I was a kid, it was Grand Theft World. There's Sinclair ZX Spectrum. We talk about the games people remember from when they were kids and what they're playing now. Guitar Hero. The Last of Us 2. Combat on the Atari 2600. No, I love Pokemon. Anyway, find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Extra GreatBigOwl.com Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.